Hi, hello, and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Bella's Bookish Banter Podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Bella. I'm a teenage girl who loves to read and talk about books, and if you do too, then this is the podcast for you, so please stick around. Wow, it's been a long time since I've said that. I haven't posted a podcast episode in over a month. I haven't posted on Instagram in like a month either, so I I guess I kind of took a break from the pod. It wasn't really an intentional break. It just kind of happened. I did record. I recorded a July wrap-up at the end of July, and it was supposed to go up August 1st. The thing was, that recording ended up being an hour long, and then I just couldn't finish editing it and I got busy and then my computer was being weird for a really long time and then at the same time I deleted Instagram because I felt like I was just on it too much and it was not good and I didn't like the app so I deleted it. The summer's just been hectic so I haven't posted in a really long time. I didn't do a July wrap-up but in today's episode I'm gonna be doing a recap of all the books I read this summer which is the books I read in July and in August so I'm very 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 excited for that. Before we get into that though, let's do a little life update, reading update. I have not recorded in a very long time. I didn't post on Instagram for a very long time. August was hectic. July, I had summer school, so it was, I posted still, but I was a little less busy, but August was just like completely, ugh, anyways. But I really, really had so much fun in August and it was a great month for me. It was a great reading month for me, but I just didn't have time for the podcast. And I feel like I needed that little break. I feel like it was good. And now we're back, ready and better than ever to record a podcast. I miss podcasting. Uh, life update. I start school in a week, which I'm very, very, I'm a little nervous about. I was really excited about it. I was feeling very excited, but now I'm feeling kind of anxious about it. But I'm I'm trying to remind myself, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to try to stay calm. And really, it's probably going to be much worse in my head than it than it is in real life like it always is so i'm just gonna try i'm trying to stay calm and i'm a little sad that summer is ending i love summer i love all the free time to read hanging out with my friends however i'm very very excited for fall that's coming now my pinterest has reorganized itself and i'm really ready for fall for the new school year i'm so prepared and i feeling i'm feeling really good about it i'm actually so excited for fall i think I don't know. I act, I honestly can't rank this. If I had to say my favorite seasons, summer might win, but now because we're going into fall, I'm really loving fall, so I might say fall. But normally I say summer, so I don't know. That changes, but fall is definitely really high up there. Winter used to be my favorite season, and then last winter I fell into like a really, really bad seasonal um, sadness. <laughs> um, that was not a fun time for me, so winter, I don't know if that's my favorite season anymore. I really love summer. I really love fall. Winter is pretty good. I like the snow, but that's it. And yeah, I'm just, um, I'm very excited. Such an exciting time to be alive. What's new? I went back to school shopping. I was in America the other week, so I went to Target. I did a lot of back to school shopping there, except they already had back to school in America, like in most places, the place where I went to, they did. So all the back to school stuff was completely bare. So I didn't get too much, but it was also on sale. So that was awesome. I love Target. Reading update. My last read was Radio Silence by Alice Oseman. I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast from the start, then you would know, like, I love Alice Oseman and I love Heartstopper, but I haven't read her novels until now. And I was like, I've been waiting to read her novels for the longest time. And then last week when I was in the States, I found the illustrated cover of Solitaire, which Alice drew herself. And it's not, it's only in the US and UK. So it's not in Canada yet. And I thought it was so pretty. And I was like, okay, you know what? So (laughs) I think I have to get it now. So I got it. I read that book in a day, which it's in a really emotionally heavy book. I don't know how I did that and I would not recommend it, but. (laughs) I did. Um, It was awesome. I love Alice's writing and 
I loved it. Definitely. I don't know if it's a complete five stars, but it's definitely like one of my new, like very, very, very high up there favorites. It was incredible. And I am planning to record an episode on just that book. So I'm not going to talk about it in this episode, but it was very good. And I will be talking about it on the podcast soon. And then my friend Shay, if you remember, Shay uh, was on the podcast a little while ago for the best book I've ever read series. She's awesome. I don't know. Love her. And her favorite book is Radio Silence because she's also such a big Alice Osmond fan, Heartstopper fan. And she's read all her books, which is a complete opposite of me. So... We were both very excited that I had finally read Solitaire, and then she let me Radio Silence. She's the best for that. I love her for that. And I loved Radio Silence, and I read it in a day too, which again, I literally, I, I regret a little bit, but I loved it, and I'm so glad I read it, and I can't wait to read literally all of Alice Sisman's books. Very, very, very excited for that. So yeah, now we're going to talk about the books I read in the summer. I'm very excited. It was a great reading month. I hadn't been reading as much during the school year, which was like, a big shock to me because something happened I don't know I just got into a really big slump at the start of the year and then it was just there's so much school it's hard to read consistently I was like in like I had no motivation for a really long time winter was a rough time for me last year I didn't read a lot but luckily I got back into the groove this summer and I read I think I'm at 21 or 22 books this summer which is awesome I got my goal was 20 books this summer to catch up on my reading goal on Goodreads, which I did lower my reading goal on Goodreads as well, which I was kind of sad about because, well, I wasn't sad, but I didn't want to do that for a very long time. And then I realized that I was not going to reach it. And I thought, you know, actually quality is better than quantity. And I would rather take my time with the books that I enjoy instead of just trying to read books to read my meeting, to meet my reading goal. So I did lower it. Now it's at 65, which actually I feel like now I'm two books ahead of my readings goal, which has been really good for me. It's it's made me it's made me um feel less stressed and feel better about it. So that's awesome. I start school in five days, so I don't know how long my reading role is gonna last. Um, but I'm really happy with the books I read and I can't wait to talk about them in this episode. Before that though, I wanna do a little question of the day. I decided I wanna feel like okay, if you're listening on Spotify, there's little interactive um, options on Spotify. So there's a question or a poll at the bottom and I usually put one there, but I feel like I'm going to talk about them in the episode instead. So my question of the day, and then you can respond in the poll or the thing. Are you excited for fall? How are you feeling? Are you excited for school? Are you nervous for school? Do you not like school? Just respond down below and tell me how you feel. All right, let's talk about all the books I read this summer. I don't know. I'm not going to go too in depth with all of them because there's quite a bit and I know if I talk about every single one this episode's gonna be way too long and then I'm gonna be really unmotivated <laughs> to edit it so but yes I am very excited to talk about the books I've read the first book I read in July July 1st was The Collected Works of Gretchen Oyster by Carrie Fagan. This book follows Hartley Staples, a near graduate of middle school, who is grappling with the fact that his older brother has run away from home. And then one day, he finds a handmade post-it card that fascinates him, and soon he spots another. And despite his losing interest in pretty much everything since his brother ran away, Hartley finds himself searching for cards in a small town at every opportunity, ignoring all other responsibilities except choosing this topic for his final project. So, and then he goes on like a little adventure trying to discover who is Geo and why are they scattering cards about the town. Um, I gave this book a three stars. I wrote 3.25 here, but honestly just a three stars because I did enjoy it. It was a middle grade, which I found one time when I was volunteering with the library at a local author showcase. They had just a big box of books and I found this book Um, and I took it home and it was a middle grade. It was very cute. I actually really enjoyed it. I read it 
um, at the beach. So it was like the start of like my vacation reads and it was a good way to start into it. Yeah, it was just an enjoyable book, but it wasn't like anything like groundbreaking or like moving for me. It was just fun. It was really easy. It was really cute. And it was a great way to start the summer off. I'm not an avid middle grade reader, but I do enjoy reading middle grades in between all of my other genres every now and then. So that was really nice. The next book I read was Lake Lore by Anne-Marie Macklemore. This book follows Bastion and Lore, two non-binary teens who meet on a day as children through the world underneath the lake. The world under the lake has always been rumored throughout this town, but no one's ever known it to be real until Bastion and Lore. They met one day when they were really little as children, then never ever saw each other again. Now in their teen years, Lore has just moved because of something that happened in their last town. We don't know what, but they we know they really blame themselves for it. Lore and Bastion meet once again, the world under the lake, bringing them together. Both teens are dealing with their own secrets and struggles, and now the world underneath the lake is threatening to bring Bring those secrets to the surface so lauren bastion must work together to stop it and they become closer in the process so this was a book i had high anticipations for and i was i was slightly disappointed i didn't know what to rate the book uh i would say like probably a three stars maybe like a 2.5 which makes me kind of sad to say i don't think i gave it a rating on goodreads though um but let's start with what i really liked first I really loved the main characters in this book and watching their friendship blossom as they bonded over their ability to see the lake. And then throughout the book, they slowly get to know each other. They open up to each other about themselves. Um, And then we watch that turn into a romance and it was really well done. I liked that. I really liked the characters themselves and seeing what was going on in their lives and seeing them overcome their struggles and working with each other. And there was like, I did really care for the characters. Um, So I think Anne-Marie McElmore did a great job with the character building and giving them each individual voices. Both characters are non-binary, but have very different definitions of what that means to them, which of course, because gender is so fluid and different for everyone. And I really love that we got to see this because the book comes from both perspectives. And so I love that it showed like the contrast between what this thing means to two different people and how it's different for every person. And it was it was really awesome to see the characters how much they made an effort to understand each other and their situations and to be as mindful as possible about it. And also the way they found a connection through that. Another thing about the characters is Bastion has ADHD and Lore has dyslexia. So these are both things that the characters struggle with coming to terms with during the book. Um, Again, because the book is told in dual POV, we see both characters live their lives with their disabilities and see how it impacts their lives and their relationships with other people. I really, really enjoyed seeing Bastion and their experience with ADHD because we see into their head of um, how their brain works and how they manage their life with ADHD. And the book really emphasizes how unique this experience will be for everyone. And I just think the way Anne-Marie told Bastion's story was just so wonderfully done because I, I had a good understanding of all of it and I really enjoyed reading about it. Moving on to the world under the lake and the lake being in the name I thought it was going to be a really big part of the book and that's what I was most excited for like a fantastical magical lake world which because <laughs> I thought that would be really fun to read about. However the world under the lake that part disappointed me because the lake lore as the book says wasn't really explained the world under the lake wasn't explained and then the lake was just kind of irrelevant to the story at some parts and then like i completely forgot it was part of the story sometimes too and i think if the lake like it just popped up randomly so honestly even though that was the part i was most excited for i think if the lake wasn't there it wouldn't have affected much of the storyline like i get that in the book the lake is supposed to represent something to 
the teens and their lives and it represents all their internal battles as they fight them but I just don't think it was done well and I think if the story didn't have the lake it wouldn't it wouldn't have made much of a difference in fact I think I would have enjoyed it more because it just it wasn't done well the world building wasn't there and it didn't flow right with the story and it I don't know I think it was a cool concept but it was done poorly I'd also say the writing wasn't my favorite and I found it very confusing at times like there were times where a character was in one place and then all of a sudden in the next sentence they were in another place and I was like I reread that page so many times and I could not make any sense of it but unfortunately those two things really impacted the way I read the book and it, it did, made it a less enjoyable experience. So I didn't rate the story higher, even though I completely loved other aspects too. It just, it didn't work for me. Next book I read was Friends Like These by Meg Rosoff. And this one I was very excited about. I actually, so I found this in the bookstore one day and I was going with the intention to buy books, but I was not intending to buy this book. And I saw it in the young adult section and I don't know, something about it, it called to me. I didn't choose the book. The book chose me. That was, a, <laughs> that was a really bad. That was really bad. Anyways, it, it called to me. <laughs> so I thought it was really interesting. It had a really interesting cover. So this book follows Summer in New York City. The year is 1983. 18-year-old Beth has just moved to Manhattan with a new prestigious journaling internship. Beth is grappling with the fact that she just moved to New York City and is living alone for the first time. When she begins her internship, she meets Eddie. Soon, she and Eddie are best friends. Immediately, they become close right away and suddenly they have this sort of all-consuming friendship. Now it takes up every part of their life and it's impossible to get away from. But with a friendship that sparked way too quickly, it will burn down just as quick. This is a story full of betrayal, lies, friendship, love, and independence. And the tagline of the book is, who needs enemies when you have friends like these? This book did not disappoint. I really, really loved it. I think I gave it a 3.5 to maybe four stars. I really, really enjoyed it. This is the kind of book where nothing really happens things just change as you go on but you don't really notice like until the end but there's no like one plot which I actually really enjoy books like those but I know many find those boring it's similar to like The Catcher in the Rye for example or um Solitaire by Alice Oseman which I can now make that reference because I finally read the book yeah it's similar to that like you're just following our character and it was it's a really short, really easy read, and I did like it for the summer. Um, it explores friendship, and especially female friendships and toxic friendships that sometimes you don't really know are toxic when you're so young and, like, you're in New York and it's covered up to look all glamorous. In the book, when Beth becomes friends with Eddie, it happens really fast like that. Eddie is very confident in herself. She talks, she acts, like, she always knows what she's doing, and this is part of why Beth is so attracted to her, and so they become friends really quickly. They go out and drink and Beth's trying all these new things with Eddie and it's just like this great big friendship at first but by the end of the book Beth realizes just how flawed Eddie was how flawed the relationship was Eddie had used her a lot but she still appreciates their friendship even though it was very flawed for all the things that she learned um and she can't lie she and Eddie had fun but the relationship had run its course by the end of the summer it wasn't worth holding on to anymore I thought this was really interesting and I really liked reading about it. Their friendship was really interesting to me. We're just following Beth and, and our main character Beth was learning that people really are just people and some have bad intentions with you. Some have good intentions, 
and a lot like just don't care (laughs) but there's really no one way to view someone or something it's just that we simply exist and we're going to be flawed and because we're flawed we can't really hold other people's flaws against them and even though some other people might not be the people for you you can find ways to exist with them and still appreciate that and that's what our character learns along the way and i really enjoyed seeing that i really enjoyed reading about it i love that it takes place in new york And the way they talk about New York, at first, it's not a very good impression of the city. By the end, though, Beth loves the city, and similar to her relationship with Eddie, she's so grateful for what she got from the city, the good and the bad. Overall, yeah, it was really interesting. It was, it was, I wouldn't say the most fun, because like I said, not a lot of plot, but I did enjoy reading it. So that's a 3.5 to 4 stars. I really liked it. Next, I read The Summer I Dream Pretty by Jenny Han, and if you've listened to literally a single episode of this podcast then you'll know how much i absolutely freaking love this series like love the characters of this book love 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 this was a reread for this summer i got the copies of the books which i didn't have before i got them for my birthday in june so i decided to do a reread and annotate and it was a great time i loved it as always love the characters another reread this summer was the right move by liz tomford so this is a romance and it's part of a companion novel series that i love the first one is a little tricky to get through but the second one the right move there's no more out but i think it's gonna be like four or five um so the second one is the right move and basically indy breaks up with her boyfriend of seven years when he cheats on her and now she has nowhere left to go enter ryan world famous nba superstar and indy's best Best friend's brother who just lost a roommate his sister and could fit someone else ryan does not want this roommate situation at all but he can never say no to his sister when she asked him to give indy a place to stay and so the roommate situation commences they come up with a set of rules for this living situation that involves extremely limited interaction but when ryan's team manager lets him know that ryan is not nearly as friendly as he should be for a team captain Ryan has to find a way to prove him wrong, so he lies and says he has a girlfriend, Indy. Ryan convinces Indy to play the part with him, but eventually the lines of fake relationships start to blur and they begin to see other sides of each other. This was a five-star read once more. I reread it because I was feeling like it. I just, I love this book so much. This is my favorite of the books that are out so far. Ryan Shay. Ryan Shay is the number one book boyfriend of all time ever. And Indy just had my whole heart. And the way these two show their love is something I will never get sick of because they have an ongoing conversation throughout the book where Indy's trying to guess Ryan's love language. Um, and it's just like all of the love languages. And it's so sweet the way they show their love to each other. They're the definition of grumpy sunshine, which is like my favorite trope probably in romance. And it's like the healthiest relationship ever. So it's like, ugh, I loved it. It's so good. And I really enjoyed rereading it. Another book I read was The Spanish Love Deception. This follows Lena, who is looking for a date to her sister's wedding in Spain coming up in just a few weeks. And she absolutely cannot go back to Spain and see her whole family, including the groom's brother, who happens to be her ex, alone and face all the embarrassment. So she's pretty much desperate, and when Aaron, her grumpy co-worker, who she happens to despise, offers to be her date, she realizes that this is her only choice, and she'll have to get over her dislike of him in order to get through this trip and convince her family that they actually are in love. This is another fake dating one. I gave it a three stars because I enjoyed the romance, and I thought they were really cute. I liked the love interest Aaron was really sweet, and I just thought they were a cute couple, but... 
I don't know, something, I don't really get along with new adult romances. Oh, uh, they're just not my favorite. Like, I kind of got bored after they got together. After the third act breakup, I was just skimming over it and the pages because after the third act breakup, you know they're gonna get back together. Um, and the reason for their breakup was really stupid, so I just, it was not a good enough reason for me to care. And so I didn't care by the end. So that was really interesting, but I also just don't think new adult romance is my genre. I don't read a lot of it. Actually, that's pretty interesting because a lot of my favorite books are re- new, <laughs> new adult romances, but any, there's, there's a select few, but any other ones I just don't generally enjoy. I don't read a lot of it because it either hits or misses, and most of the time for me it misses. I think it's just my personal preference. Also, new adult romances tend to be written to have spice, which is also not something I enjoy reading. So <laughs> it gets in the way because often that, often when that happens, I'm skipping over those pages and it's just like, if I'm skipping pages, then what's the point of reading the book? So I do want to read the next book. There's a, com- I don't know if it's a companion book, but it follows other characters from this book. Um, And that book looks a lot more interesting to me. So I do want to try that one. But The Spanish Love Deception, it was not it for me. I also read the Blood Like Magic series. So I read the first one way back in July and then I got the second one like mid-August, but I'm going to talk about them both here. I really loved them. I put, I did a post on my Instagram if you want to see like a bigger review over there, but these books follow Voya, who when she turns 16, she finally has her coming of age, which is a sign that she's ready to become a witch. When she has her calling, which is a meeting with her ancestor who will give you a task to complete in return for your witch powers, the challenge turns out to be much harder than she ever could have imagined. Voya must find and kill her first love, and she only has one month to do it, or else not only does she not receive her powers, but every witch in her family now and going forward will lose their powers, ending the family witch line, and also putting her little sister's life at risk. So the first book, I I rated 4.5 and rounded it up to 5 because I loved it. It takes place like 30 something years in the future. I honestly had so much fun getting to see what the author perceived the future to be and I thought it was like, it wasn't like anything outrageous. It was very accurate. It was really interesting and I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of AI. Um, a, The grandma references to Googling when she was a little kid as opposed to AI, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed it, especially there's the, there's a whole aspect of the genetics. One of the main antagonists of the book is a CEO of a company, I think it's called New Gene, which is similar to 23andMe. If you know what 23andMe is, it's like you test your, you can like, I think it's like a swab for your nose or something, I don't know, something like that. And then they get your DNA and they like connect you with other family members. They see all your genetics, what ancestry, your ancestry, like all these things just from your DNA, which is really interesting. I'd like to do that one day, but it's like $300, so I don't know. Maybe not in my budget, but yeah, so basically there's a company similar to 23andMe, but it's like, it started off like 23andMe, and then way into the future, it's really, it's really crazy because now it can like change your genetics, and there's all these really interesting things going on, all these experiments, Um, and it was just really interesting to read about. I thought the author did a really great job world building, building a world that I understood, a great magic system. I love the characters and I personally really loved Voya as a main character and getting to see the story through her eyes. She's really struggling so much, but she just wants the best for her family and she tries to stay so strong and I sympathized with her a lot and I really enjoyed her company following the story. I love the family dynamics in this book because Voya's values are really all her family. They're very family-based and I really appreciate that we get to 
so see so much of that show throughout the story we get a lot of backstory told really well while also showing us why and how her family plays such a big role in her life and there was such a good understanding of all the family dynamics with everyone i especially loved seeing her relationship with her cousins all of them were almost like siblings to her her best friends and sisters getting to know how their bond formed and then also seeing it come to life throughout the book was just so beautiful um it's definitely one of my favorite things about these books and then of course there's a little 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 bit of a sub romance i mean it's not too big it's a it's kind of a really small part of the books and this book is by no means a romance whatsoever <laughs> i still ate it up it was so good very much grumpy sunshine uh except he was he was so nice just for her and they really did fall in love and the ending was kind of heartbreaking but i loved all the scenes and watching them and their banter was so cute some things i didn't love about both books um is that the writing kind of got confusing at times and eventually i got the hang of it I think I needed to adjust the style, but around the climax of the book, it was like the most unraveling event of the story. And that was when it got the most confusing. And I reread the chapter twice and I still barely understood what happened. And I really don't think that was just me not understanding the writer's style. I think gen genuinely like the, the writing didn't make sense to me and it was just really confusing. And it was the most important part of the book when it was on such a roll, which was kind of disappointing and a little discouraging and then especially in the second book the second book i didn't love it as much as the first which is kind of disappointing for a sequel but it really felt like it wasn't planned out too well it felt like things were just put in there for the sake of being there there was no good reason to have things in there and it was not planned out very well and like for example she would be like this is my only choice i have to do this for my family and it was like the worst option possible and i was like girl no you don't like you have like a bajillion other options but there was no reasoning as to why she had had to do that one thing just because it was her only choice which didn't make sense to me and it was really upsetting because i really really loved the book and i'm very sad to be let down a little bit honestly though even though these things were a little annoying i really loved the plot the characters and the humor brought it all together and made it such a worthwhile read and i definitely recommend these books because i do i've seen them around they are pretty popular but i feel like they don't i don't see people actually read them so i definitely recommend and i definitely think you should pick them up next i read i did a reread of red white and royal blue aka my favorite book ever i love red red and royal blue which you'd also know if you listen to any of episode of this podcast so i did a reread of this at the start of august and i annotated it um because i got a copy finally and then i also read the henry's point of view five years into the future from the special edition book that i hadn't read even though i'd had it since october when it came out and it was so cute it was so lovely i loved it i cried again once more i just oh, so good loved it great reread um and then i watched the movie and the movie was a little interesting i did enjoy the movie i had a lot of issues with it but i actually really loved it anyways because it was just it's so cool to see you know like my favorite books my favorite characters like come to life like in real life that was really amazing and then we have one of us is back by karen m mcmanus one of us is back by karen m mcmanus is the final installment in the one of us is lying series um and i was so excited i am so excited about this one one of us is lying was my first 
book talk book, I would say, and it opened me up to a whole new realm, a new era of books for me. Um, and it was just, it was very memorable. It held a special place in my heart. I read the second one last summer, finished it in a day, so I also really loved that one. And I was very so excited for this. The third and final book, which came out sometime in July, I don't exactly know the date, but I was very excited about it. And so I looked it up the day it came out and saw it was $27. (laughs) And so I was kind of sad because that was not in my budget. And I was like, okay, it's not, not today. It's just, it's not going to happen. Um, so I decided to wait. It was not the time yet, but then I had been visiting my sister one day in Ottawa and we took a trip to Costco, Ottawa, Costco. Costco, of course, always has the best book prices on new releases so of course i had to go check it out and wouldn't you know it what was there one of us is back and not only was it cheaper it was 16 dollars, and i was shocked i had not even been expecting to see the book there however i could not have been more happy and i thought 11 dollars cheaper was the best it's gonna get so i had to get it even though i was supposed to be saving for something else which we're not here to talk about my spending issues when it comes to books So I got it and then I read it almost immediately a few days later when I was at my trailer camping and I loved it. It was such a good ending to a trilogy. A very, very bittersweet, but so good nonetheless. Karen and McManus managed to bring in details from all the way from the first book to this book to put into the mystery and it made so much sense. She tied a lot of threads, which was really awesome, of course, for the last book in the series. I was just in shock by how many little things she pulled from the first one to write into the mystery here. It just, it blew me away. There were like 10-year flashbacks from characters I never would have expected a point of view for, but it was so interesting to read about their point of views. And there were so many reveals that made like the first mystery make even more sense than I already did. Like, it was just it it made so much sense i don't know it like getting the like okay the first mystery already was pretty freaking amazing i really liked it but then getting this backstory made the first mystery make so much more sense and it just made it so much more unbelievable i don't know if karen planned to have all the way from the first book published and like i don't know if she planned it all the way to the third book but it's just incredible if she did or didn't it's incredible and it worked out so well fit like a perfect puzzle and i loved it i loved seeing the bayview four and the bayview crew once again and for the last time i listened so before i read the book i had listened to recaps of both other books um beforehand just because it had been a while and i wanted to remember what happened in those but i think even if i didn't do that it would have been fine because karen did such a good job at immersing me back into the world of Bayview and recapping everything so it all came back to me when I started reading. I think she did a really good job at making it such a memorable book, such a memorable world. She had very distinct characters with very distinct voices and dynamics. Even with such a big cast, there's so many people in their like little Bayview group that I don't know that's like kind of hard to do but everyone was so individual and unique and i thought that was very cool overall such an amazing end to such an amazing series like i said it was very bittersweet to say goodbye but i don't think there was any way she could have done it better next i read all the yellow suns by malvika kanan I really hope I'm saying that right. Book follows Maya Krishnan as she enters her sophomore year of high school and meets Janu Zale, a senior who persuades Maya to join her secret society, the Pugilist. 
a group of activists, vandals, and mischief makers who make a social justice fight at their high school. Maya begins to spend much more time with the group and with Janu, and then their relationship starts to get a little bit more romantic. From here, Maya goes on a journey of self-discovery, activism, friendship, and identity. Um, so I would not call this book a romance <laughs> at all. Uh, I don't know if it was intended to be a romance. That was my one issue with the book is I couldn't tell if it had been intended to be a romance and I can't imagine it. I know on Goodreads it's tagged as romance as a genre, but Maya is a sophomore, Janu is a senior, um, and I don't know if that's normal in other like places of the world, but it's just, it's kind of weird. There's just like, it seems like two years, but two years in high school is like big. There's like a big maturity level difference, especially, I don't know, it all depends on like the maturity levels, but like even saying that is such thin ice like that's a thin line to cross it's very blurry i think it really showed in this book that they were should not have been in a relationship with each other and that janu as the older one she holds some sort of leverage over maya and maya idolizes janu and i think janu knows this and she manipulates this and it seems like she doesn't knowingly to have maya help her and do what she wants and i think everyone else in the book call this out too Janu was showing Maya like all these new things and I think it was supposed to be like very coming of age like she's trying all this new stuff and introduces Maya to smoking and drinking but from my perspective it felt less romantic and you know it was it felt like it was supposed to be romanticized but it it really seemed more like Maya being pressured by somebody she idolizes too much to say no to. And actually, I, I did enjoy reading this, and I thought it was interesting to see that relationship. It was very interesting to read about. However, my issue was is that like I really couldn't tell in this book if that was on purpose or by accident, because it felt like it was meant to be romantic, and I just could not get on board if it was. I still really enjoyed it, though, and so I did get something out of it, which I guess goes to show, you know, art is interpreted differently by everyone and that was just my interpretation of it um and art is like a big topic of conversation in the book too about how it can be so different to each person so i guess that is very interesting yeah there it's just the relationship was toxic and one obviously cared more about the other yeah it was interesting this i did genuinely enjoy enjoy reading but just everything else on the other hand i wasn't the biggest fan of the writing or the plot and the story the story just never really grabbed my attention and i found myself bored at some parts and maya wasn't my favorite narrator and there weren't many characters i liked i don't know i guess really all i enjoyed was analyzing the relationships i liked seeing maya's relationship with her mother and how that was portrayed but otherwise the book was okay so i i couldn't decide on a rating but if i had to give it a rating i would say three stars Next book I read was Don't You Know There's a War On by Avi. I don't really, it only says a novel by Avi, and I don't really know what that means. But this was a middle grade historical fiction that I found one day when my library was giving away books. I picked it up because I thought it looked interesting. It was a very short read. Um, it did motivate me to keep reading when I was a little bit slowing down, and I enjoyed it. I don't know maybe a two or three stars like it wasn't like it wasn't anything that was like too outstanding it wasn't my favorite um it takes place during world war ii and this boy tries to band together with his class to not get his teacher fired because she's pregnant it was cute i don't have much to say about it okay the next book is really interesting because i was at a thrift store one day actually i was at a thrift store on national thrifting day and i found a book 
I was very intrigued because it had a hot pink spine. And so I was like, ooh, pink. And I went to go see it. And what book is it? None other than One Direction, Where We Are, Our Band, Our Story, 100% Official. The fact that it said 100% official actually threw me off because I was like, that sounds like not official. But no, it is an official One Direction book. (laughs) I looked it up before I bought it. Well, I was planning to buy it anyways, but I did look it up. And it's just interviews with the band and it has a lot of photos of one direction if you don't know i love love one direction (laughs) and i love louis tomlinson so of course i did get it and i read it in a day because it's 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 mainly pictures and it was a lot of fun and i was really happy i have i got it at the thrift store for two dollars and 25 cents and i'm really happy i have it now in my collection i feel like it's just it's very iconic it's it's cool I also read this book on screenwriting, so I read a nonfiction book this summer, which I don't read a lot of nonfiction. So this was new. This was interesting. I found this at a used bookstore. I visited a lot of used bookstores and thrift stores this summer, which is pretty awesome. But I found this one at a used bookstore. And if you don't know, I'm really into film and screenwriting, but I'm <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm the best at screenwriting. So this was really interesting and I had to get it and I did enjoy it. Even though it's a pretty old book. So some things were a little outdated, but I did enjoy it. And I think I did learn a lot from it and about building a story. So that was very cool. Of course I read Solitaire, I read Radio Silence, I read I Must Betray You by Rudy Sepet. I don't know how to say her last name. This is a historical fiction and takes place in Romania in 1989, which is a Taylor Swift album. (laughs) Um, So this is when Romania was still under a communist regime. And at this time, communist regimes are crumbling across Europe, but not in Romania yet. So we follow our main character, Christian, who gets blackmailed to become um, an informer, so a spy. He has two choices. He can either betray everyone and everything he loves, or he can use his position to creatively undermine the most notoriously evil dictator in Eastern Europe. This was really interesting to me because I, this is something I didn't know about, um, this like part of history. So this was like new for me and I really enjoyed it. I read Salt to the Sea by Ruta and that was an amazing other historical fiction book. Um, I think she does really well in that. She's so good at grabbing attention, at writing right short, quick chapters. It's very fast paced so it's easy to get through. Leaving you on a cliffhanger which just makes you want to keep turning the page. She's very good at that and I love her writing. I really enjoyed it. I don't know what I'd rate it yet. I haven't really thought about it but I did enjoy it. The writing was really good. I really love Ruta Sepetti's writing and I would love to read some more. All right, so that's basically all I read this summer. (laughs) This is a one hour long recording. I don't know how long it's going to be after I edit it, but that was everything I read this summer. Very excited to be sharing that with you all today and very excited to be back on the podcast. I did I did skip a few books because there were some books that I planned to talk about in other episodes, but for the most part, that's everything I read this summer. It was a great few months for reading. I can't wait to get into my fall reads in the next episode. If you liked what you heard and you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave the podcast a rating or review. It helps out the podcast so, so much. And if you know someone who would like the podcast or likes books or likes to read, then please share the podcast with them because I would love to have them here. And if you want to get a book recommendation or give me a book recommendation or stay updated with the podcast, then follow me on Instagram. Give me a DM if you want to talk. I love hearing from everybody. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. Goodbye!